0: Mom always told me to be a good boy, but the world said I could be anything I wanted to be, which is great, because I want to be a problem. No, I won't dive into sex, drugs, or gender confusion. To the world, that would make me a good little boy. I will learn formal logic and adhere firmly to the concept of objective truth. I will commit myself absolutely to the authority of the Word of God and make friends with Augustine, Luther, Calvin, Chesterton, Lewis, and the U.S. Constitution. I hope to grow up and love only one woman, a woman at least as clear-thinking and rebellious in this world as I will be, who knows where true beauty lies and who will never let me stop striving to be the biggest problem I can be. I will give my life for hers and aim to have a family large enough to require specialty automobiles. We will worship in a church, unashamed of the gospel, and live in a community of families doing the same. I will work myself to the bone, providing for my family, and I will make sure my kids all fall in love with Narnia and Middle Earth, that they will all know how to think, that evolution will make them giggle, and rainbows will make them think of Noah and his arky-arky. Like I said, I will be a problem, immune to all that is hip and trendy and now. Singing songs are centuries old, savoring good wine and great whiskey, dancing and laughing and feasting while the enemies of God scowl and glower in shelter in place. Hello, boy, the world says, what do you want to be when you grow up? I want to be a metastasizing cancer of conservative Christian culture, devouring Marx's impotent progressive dream and building a resurrected western world. I want to be a stomper of stupid sandcastles, an exposer of poisonous lies. I want my life to be a monument to the trying creator God who made us all. The kind of monument you and yours will never be able to tear down. Oh, and a farmer. Thanks for asking. New St. Andrews College. Liberal Arts for Outlaws. There
1: you go.
2: Hey, y'all, welcome to Cross Politics on the Fight Laugh Feast Network. Pastor Toby Chuck Knox on the Water Boys It's, it's going to be with you Engage. on this Tuesday. Engage. We are engaging in the show right now. <laughs> it's set, though. It's set. The Super Bowl is set. This is the, the greatest worship service. No, nope. oh. never mind. Right, maybe for a lot of people. Whoa. Yeah. Whoa. So we got two football teams that, are, that, that have oh. ended up going to the Super Bowl in two weeks. It's in two weeks. It we was got supposed kids. to
3: be the Lions and the Ravens. That's what it was supposed to be. And it was be.
2: neither. And Jason Whitlock, <laughs> and we got I <laughs> <Bill laughs> uh, Jason Whitlock was like, "No." <laughs> Jason Whitlock repented. Did you see the, the no. Guardian? No. So Jason Whitlock said the uh, the Niners don't have a chance. Right. He said the Ravens are going to crush them. Like, like I whatever it was. I, I, yeah, but and the Guardian did it. The Guardian did a piece on Jason Whitlock's prediction and making fun of him, basically. And Jason, was I, mean, like, I, I deserve it. I, I deserve
3: really it. like Rock
2: Purdy. I do. He's, he's talking Apostles' Creed Obviously,
3: I, I do not like the 49ers. Yeah. Guy, Guy liked Purdy yeah. for the Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah so, I know.
2: So, But here's what the resonation feels about the Super Bowl.
3: <laughs> Can they both lose? <laughs> is there some way? It really is. This really but, is pretty accurate. It's like that. the Bay Area is there, supports is San No one else does. Can they, like, they act, like maybe they don't score anything. Yeah, zero, zero, zero zero like yeah, yeah. After, after the and second. then they go into the three overtimes three and overtimes
2: tie. and it's tie that'd be horrible if the Super Bowl ended in a tie because the football game can't now end in in, in a oh, tie oh I, I know wake it up. wasn't a tie wake up, <laughs> wake up. Uh, thank yeah. you sir Jesus uh, the other thing is hang on I got Hold this on, is the just, one year anniversary one year anniversary? of this tweet okay not quite the one year anniversary it's close to one year yeah it is a one year anniversary of this tweet um, as of the recording of the show today this is from Kamala Harris
4: oh no no uh, no.
2: <laughs> Juicy Smolier is one of the kindest, most gentle human beings I know. I'm praying for his quick recovery. This was an attempted modern-day lynching. No one should have to fear for their life because of their sexuality or color of their skin. We must
4: confront this hate.
2: Oh, wow. There you go. Right. Uh, it One was, year anniversary. Th- th- th-
4: it was a true tweet. Juicy it was is a, a, a true tweet. It was and a modern day, time right now. No, it was a modern day lynching. It's just they were trying to lynch the wrong people. Yeah. Right? Like they were trying to lynch the public with yeah. this false stuff.
3: Oh, yeah. interesting. Right? right. Like yeah. and that
4: it was they were using yeah. manipulation. Yeah. Right? This is.
3: Yeah. And rope still. They and used, and, ropes and, and well, yeah. Man, he didn't you know, use it all. <laughs> figuratively. <laughs> Jesus is Lord in public and in private. In every area of life, must be subject to his lordship. And our use of technology is no exception. What captures our attention on the screen either glorifies or dishonors our Lord. That's why accountable to you, that's the word accountable, the number two, the word you is Committed to promoting biblical accountability in our families and churches. Their monitoring and reporting software makes transparency easy on all your devices so you can say, with the psalmist, I will not set anything worthless before my eyes. Guard against temptation with accountable to you and live for God's glory. Learn more and try it for free at accountable, the number two, you, the word you, y o u.com. FLF.
2: All right, so we were at Tacticon conference. Yeah. Um, in Louisiana. Tactics stuck there. Con. That's right. Tactics Con. We read that um,
4: Con?
2: Tactics oh, okay. Con Tacticscon.com yeah. the uh, yeah. conference in Louisiana, the Cajun Cajun Nation. Yeah. yeah. Um, raging Cajun. Raging Cajun. Yeah. Uh and the the conference is on basically um tactics. <laughs> right. Uh you know Imagine uh, that. of of engaging the yes. you know the public sphere basically. And when uh, uh, we did a live show, and then there was his Q and A. This is a Q and A question, right? Yeah, this is Q and A. And was it from Stewart? Was it actually from Stewart. Stewart. Yeah, okay. yeah. Okay, we'll actually tee up the question here. I don't need to explain it any further. But here is the question. And then we had a um, a listener send us a video and kind of asking Rex more. Christus. Rex Christus yeah, asking we'll, more we'll to play, elaborate we'll, further on what we'll we were saying. His so question. Let's tee it up here at tax, our live show tactics con. How do we start moving? That direction. How do we how do we start bringing them through um, uh, off of the the, off of the false savior, the government, and do it effectively?
3: Yeah, I'll I'll chime in here, and then I'd love to hear Chris's thoughts too. But um, I I would just go back to the talks that we've just been right through. But I would say, um, so all forms of of physical slavery ultimately come from spiritual slavery we're slaves to the state, we're slaves uh, we're debt slaves, we're slaves to government programs because we're we're slaves in our hearts. So I I would say start by just clearing the house that way. So family comes into church and, and is on every government program and I'd say, All right, let's first of all make sure everybody's in fellowship. No unconfessed sin, no no bitterness, no resentment. Everybody's walking in the joy of the Lord. Okay, let's do that for six months or a year. Just walking in the joy of the Lord. Don't change anything else. Just walk in the joy of the Lord. Then, all right. Step two: Are you working hard? Are you working hard? Now, you know, you don't have to wait. Work far. six days. Work six days. Work hard and tell the truth and deal with sin. And and what and I mentioned this in the talk, but God gave us two hands and one mouth, which means that you have the ability to actually make more than you consume. And and that and so start uh. just practicing basic. Um, faithful Christian habits with your own money, with, with your own time, with your own habits. Make sure that you're, make sure that you're,
2: uh, <laughs> trying to help Chris out here. He's been, he's been tearing up pretty good up here, just
3: passing napkins around. Um, the, uh, um, was, his nose was start, out. I was trying to help him know, out. Don't spend more than you, you make start saving, start tithing regularly. Um, Practice generosity, in it, but you've got to start living within your means. And but then what that does is once if you're working hard and you're paying your own bills and you're keeping that apostolic tradition, the man who doesn't work doesn't eat. Well, you start working, you can start feeding your family. Well, pretty soon it takes a little bit of time, and depending on circumstances and so on, you can typically start getting to the point where you're you're taking care of your own bills. And, and then what I would say is with the, with the encouragement and counsel of pastors and deacons and so forth, um, start weaning yourself off the program. Start weaning yourself off, off, the, plan, off the, uh, the government uh, subsidies. And, uh, and with your go- the goal of being, I want to be a free man, which means I want to pay my own way. I want to provide for my own family. I, I want to eat my own bread. That, that's what it says in, in, in Thessalonians, you want to eat your own bread. And so that should be the goal. And, and um, Pastor Wilson loves to say that God meets us where we are, not where we should have been. That's grace. Right? His grace is that he meets us where we are, not where we should have been. But he doesn't leave us there. And so as, as you repent and you begin taking responsibility for yourself, for your family, um, you, you, uh, most, most people in this country can, can, can begin to climb out of that hole and really can uh, begin to pay their own way.
2: I like where where you where you started there, and I don't know if you have Who this. has a
3: question after that?
2: <laughs> I'm
3: serious. Like, is we'll there
4: get to a- this question. Okay, but right.
2: I like where you started there. I don't know if you had this in the back of your mind. Um, but in First uh, Corinthians chapter seven, I think we may, might maybe even brought. Why
4: this are up you going the before the guy needs to ask this question?
2: Because I want to talk about Toby's
4: answer for a second.
2: I thought I, it was good. I, why won't you go to the question? Well, no, because okay. I'm not interested mm-hmm. in that question yet. <laughs> I'm going to get interested. Whoa! Whoa. Sorry, sorry, Rex. Um, <laughs> Uh, but in 1 Corinthians chapter uh, 7, where it's talking about um, – uh, um, well, actually, it gets into kind of talking about slaves. It says, each one should remain in the condition in which you were called. So if you became a Christian, if you found Jesus, if you should um, remain in the condition you're called. Um, uh, were you a slave when called? Do not be concerned about it. But if you can gain your freedom, avail yourself of the opportunity. For he who was called in the Lord as a slave is a free man in the Lord. Likewise, who is called a free man was, um, is called a slave in Christ. You were bought with a price. Do not become slaves of men. So basically, Paul's saying is, okay, you find, you, you become a Christian, you find yourself in a difficult position, you know, trust in Jesus, give yourself over to Jesus, let let the, Jesus kind of those chips fall where they may, but you're seeking God. And and I think that that's where you were basically saying in the first part of this was, um, You know, confess your sins, deal deal with your sins, don't worry about the condition yet that you found yourself in. Yeah. But start with start with Christ, start with your heart, yeah. but that and is, then start working your way I, out. From I would there. even
4: say that actually is dealing with the condition
3: that you're currently in. Right? Yeah, yeah. 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 it's, it's so, the root of the condition that, yeah. that you're currently yeah. in. Yeah. One of my favorite things yeah. about this show is like every like we have like such different. I, I know I wasn't thinking of that passage, and I don't think I ever would have thought of that passage. Yeah. Although <laughs> that's I, really good, <laughs> but it really is really yeah. good. Yeah. And, and so it it's, really I, is. I think I, is it, it's spot on. So I, right. I I wasn't thinking about it, yeah. but I think that's exactly right. And, and the point being, it, your justification is not dependent upon your status. Yeah. And that includes whether you're, you're on welfare or yeah. Medicaid. are or Gentile, slavery free. You know, all yeah. these things. Yeah. If, if, and, 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 complete, and, uh, and even uh, slavery and all, the, all yeah. these things. Mm-hmm. So, um, but he also says, if you can get your freedom, get it. Get it. Right. right. And, right. and I think, and if, if you take that, though, and you piece it together with other pieces of Scripture, like Thessalonians mm-hmm. and other places where you're supposed to be working hard, trying to eat your own bread. Yeah. Um, when mm. it's when it comes to debt slavery mm-hmm. and welfare programs, I think there's a there there ought to be a a desire to be That's free right. because you really keep, there is a path out right um, yeah that, and, that, I'm sorry go ahead Pastor now was it
4: No, I was going to say what was before uh, Stuart's question the, the part that was cut off where he was just saying that he's in a place where he's talking and ministering to people who have. A medium income of seventeen thousand dollars a year.
3: Right.
2: Yeah. He's in he's in Cajun Nation. So, it's right. very depressed so, area. of There's Louisiana. not a lot of yeah. you
4: know, and and the government programs are just kind of norm. It's you know, yeah. so right. And he's like, how do we work with that? That was just a preface to that. Yeah. And so I was online. I saw this. I believe the guy tagged as Re- uh, uh Rex Christus tagged us all in this yeah. on on Instagram. And I never really pay attention to these because um, I'm just not. I'm probably on X more than anywhere else. What is this? And so he, he, this is a real, he did a bunch of them and he basically saw our answer and wanted to push a little further into some questions. Okay.
5: And we appreciate that. Okay. If we're talking actual tactics, practical ways of, of helping such a family, while I agree with everything that was said about the ethics of the individual work ethic in a family unit, confessing their sins, getting to work, paying off their debts. Is it not so that with the various spheres of government, that while I agree the state shouldn't have any say in welfare, that there may be some uh, overlap with the church government, given that, as we see in the book of Acts, and as we've seen for 2,000 years, the church has always um, offered mercy ministries to such families. But if we're going to be even more strategic over the, you know, the next several generations, shouldn't churches have an active role uh, of encouraging families to participate in the Christian economy, which would also look like uh various parishioners working together to aid such a family and bring them into the fold of a church economy um, those are the kind of the more practical things i'd like to hear you guys discuss please respond and or put it on the next show and i'm not just talking about financial handouts um, although there 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 needs to be some principle of giving without expecting anything in return christ teaches that Usury uh, was was uh, outlawed in God's law. What I'm talking about, too, is literally teaching your congregation. Hey, here's how you homestead. Like, here's how you uh, become self-sufficient, how we become self-sufficient as a community. Uh, what about a church garden where we literally give to the orphan and widow um, and the downtrodden? What, what are some actual practical hands on ways um, that we provide uh, to people and bring them up. That we do both. There isn't a dichotomy of teaching the man to fish versus giving him a fish. How about we do both? Um, something like that. I'd love to hear you guys discuss actual practical applications b- that are built from the principles. I agree with all the principles you guys laid out, but to hear more on the practical would be, I think, a discussion worth having uh, for Christians right now in the Christian economy.
2: I got it. Just a, I serve as a deacon at yeah. King's Cross, and normally when something like you know we have a financial situation that happens first of all we're always working with the elder on it the deacons aren't just like handling it by themselves we you know, cuz there's usually a spiritual connection there yeah component to, to component to the to the financial issues um but w- uh, what we the first thing we do is actually say is there anybody else in your family that can help you right um and so we push it kind of back to the family and then if if there's no extended family grandma grandpa you know aunt, aunt uncle whatever uh, and then we'll we'll come in and see what financial help um, is needed, um, but usually it's never the financial help that's wanted. One if that the, makes sense. Yeah.
3: One one of the uh, one book that um, uh, the deacons have read over the years and we've recommended is a book called "When Helping Hurts." Yep. Yes, yeah, good book. Um, which I think is uh, written by some really like compassionate guys, mm-hmm. um, but also recognizing that um, good intentions aren't good enough. Yeah and 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 sometimes it it isn't um, i think um all of us agree that like um there's a the the good samaritan parable is the like that's an emergency assistance situation yeah. Yeah. um all Christians as much as with, is within our means when there's um w- you know when there's a uh, somebody's beat up on the side of the road yeah. you, you stop and help don't pass by it call call 911 yeah. yeah. you know if there's a fire what i mean like the bone's sticking out like yeah. you drop everything and you go you go help so Everybody agrees on that emergency help um, assistance. You know, there's a hurricane, there's an earthquake, you know, you, you jump in and you help you do everything you possibly can. Uh, what we're talking about though, is, is a more, um, this ongoing state of po- Common, yeah. poverty and government dependence. And in those situations though, um, it, it's, I, I would, I would go back and say uh, there's a few things I, I jotted down here. So he says the book of acts. and I think one of the things people miss about the book of acts, socialists love the book of acts. Yeah. um, yep. For all the wrong reasons, um, but they don't understand the fact that there's two things going on. One is you had thousands of people, maybe tens of thousands of people, hundreds of thousands of people, actually in reality, probably I don't know, descend upon Jerusalem for the Feast of Pentecost. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe they, a bunch of them, had even stayed from uh, from Passover. I don't know, but but that was you know one of the annual feasts in which Jews came from all over the world. So remember at, when when the everybody start speaking in tongues, they're speaking languages that were spoken by people from all over the known world, yeah. and then a bunch of them become Christians and get baptized. Right. And, and they, there
2: was there was no river there, and there was no. Ability to dunk them under the water. Just that's not I
3: mean, part of my point.
2: But, I know. Okay. I just, thank, just, thank you for, just, thank you for just
3: <laughs> making all the baptisms. Baptizing babies too. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> they probably were sprinkled. Uh, okay. Yeah. The promise was for them and for their children, and as many as the Lord our God will call. Uh, but man, what is the show about? Anyways, I forgot. Um, the point I was making was you have thousands. I mean, there were three thousand converts on that that's first right. day. That's right. And uh, and and a thousand more pretty quickly. And understandably, they didn't know anything about this. Like they needed to be taught, and so nobody was in a hurry to send them home. Mm-hmm. Well, where are you going to put all them? Well, there's a there's a reason why they right away start like saying we got to put these people up. Yep. Th- that we were planning to be here for three weeks, we we're planning to be here for four weeks maybe. But right. um, I got a house; they can stay here. There's a revival. Hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna sell yeah. off my land, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna give this over here. And so I think part of the. Having all things in common yeah. was a particular moment where you have this massive revival happen, and no, let's like they like, say, we need to soak this in for a minute right. before we go home. Right. Secondly, Jesus, just before his death, said, "You see all these beautiful buildings? Mm-hmm,
2: mm-hmm.
3: I tell you the truth, not one stone is going to be left on another." That's right. And pretty soon, he says, "Before this generation is over, there are going to be armies surrounding this place, and it's, and not one stone is going to be left." Mm. And if you're a thinking Christian and you're thinking and you own land around Jerusalem, you're thinking hmm, this is a good time to sell. Yep, <laughs> sell high, sell high, sell so high. <laughs> <laughs> and um, yeah. because Jesus said, He says, if you still live here when the armies come, yeah. you not your property's gonna be worthless. He, he says, don't go back in the city to that's get right, anything. Right. Run. Yeah. So Jesus has just promised. Now He says within a generation, and He didn't say exactly when, mm-hmm. but He just promised that, and you've got to. A screaming need right in front of you, yeah, and the promise of the destruction of Jerusalem, yeah. There's a pretty high motivation factor, yeah. Let's sell, let's provide for the needs right in front of us. The mountains
4: yeah. look good right now, yeah. Right? Um,
3: so that, that's the Acts thing, and I, I mean, I'm not saying that is not a there's not an example there of Christian charity and yeah. generosity yeah. in a unique situation. Right. Yeah. Well, uh,
2: and to add that, Ananias and Sapphira were able. Peter basically rebukes them for lying to them. Yeah. And they could have given, you know. Peter says it was your own property. Yeah. You could have given out of your own right the,
3: the, property. There was no, there was no requirement for them to sell the property at all, and to give all of it, or to give all of yeah, it. He said right. it was yours. Why was in your hand? Yeah. Um, and, Why would and, you lie? Yeah, that's the Holy Spirit. And the and yeah. the main sin was saying this is every, we sold this land and this is everything when yeah. they kept some back. Right. Um, so, so i be number one just in terms of Acts, um, making sure you read that uh, accurately. Um, and that, but I think the central question is: is how much should the church be involved? Mm -hmm. In sort of building a Christian economy. Mm -hmm. And what I want to say is I think here we really want to keep our our spheres clear. Mm -hmm. It is the job of the church to teach everything that God says in the Word. Yes, sir. And and to administer the sacraments and to then and then and then fence the membership. Yeah. Practice church discipline. Keys of the kingdom. Okay. And so, if you mean by the church being involved in helping encourage a Christian economy, teaching things like if a man doesn't work, he does not eat, and do not associate with freeloaders, don't even eat with them. Uh, if a man's not w- willing to uh, to work hard for his food, um, that you are to repent of your sins, stop stealing, start working hard, provide for your own That's family, right. and right. if someone who doesn't provide for their own family is worse than an unbeliever. That's right. Um, uh, don't spend more than you make. Give generously to those in. The, I mean, there's that's all in the word, yep. and so in terms, everything in the Bible should be taught, and it should be taught far more than it's taught. Yeah, and so and that builds Christian economies. Yeah. But I think the thing that you want to be careful of in First Timothy five, where it says a man who doesn't provide for his own household is worse than an unbeliever, um, it, it, it's that's in the context of the care for widows, and there there's a real caution being given. Um, yes, the church can support some widows in some certain limited context, yeah. that's right. but the fir- and this is the principle you're talking about, Gabe, for our deacons yeah, is right. the first thing you do is you say, is there any family? Yep. And he says it would be better for the family to provide in, in most cases. And if they're younger widows, they need to be encouraged to marry and have kids. Yeah. Um, cause that doesn't go well. Yeah. Uh, you know, and just make all the feminists mad. Yeah. Right. Um, young women should be encouraged to marry. Um, but that's um, but that's a the family is the first line of, of defense, and the church is a is a is a backup. Mm-hmm. Um, but even there, cautiously. Yeah. So, um, but I think the thing to keep in mind, though, is is even well intentioned. Um, every time one of the spheres, the government of the family, the government, of the church, the government of the state, sees another government abdicating or failing. There is always the temptation, and this happens in marriages. Yeah. When a husband isn't leading. Come right? on now. Mm-hmm. What is the wife tempted to do? Lead. Help help. I'm gonna help him lead. Yeah. I'm gonna help him yep. lead. And and that's why First Peter three is so important. Is it's it's Peter is saying, look, there's a way for you to try to lead that is gonna backfire. Yeah. It's gonna backfire with him becoming more limp, yeah. or beginning him or he's gonna get mad. And either way, he's sinning still. Yeah. But it's not. you're not actually ministering to him. You're not actually supporting him. You're not actually helping him become the man he needs to be. And the same thing applies to governments. When you see a family in need, you need to continue being the church. And, and you are not to take on the family responsibility yeah. of providing for them. Now, is there emergency care? Yes. Are there families in the church that might individually reach out to other families? Yes, but that's not the church official.
2: And, and there's examples in Acts chapter 6 where the church is taking care of widows. Right. Right. Um, a Practical challenge or a question there. Um, would you, if a man's not doing well providing for his family, would you encourage the wife to maybe figure out how to pay the electric bills? Or would you tell her you need to you need to let that electric bill just fail? You need to let your husband fail in this area.
3: Well, I think I think it's I don't know Does that, that I would – Yeah, no, yeah, yeah, I know. It's, yeah. yeah, but I don't think it's that simple. I mean, yeah. I think you, you, you've got to. Um, I think you're going to have to walk it out. Uh-huh. And a lot of times, there's a little. It's a little bit of a. Um, it's a little bit of a showdown where yeah. where where you you are you want to allow the right kind of pressure yeah to come to play. That's right. right. And, and 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 hope that god uses that pressure to get him to
2: repent the right and, kind of yeah, pressure to uh-huh.
3: get him to do something but yeah. it, i mean in my experience in a lot of these situations it it, it doesn't turn around on a dime yeah it, it mm-hmm. it's it's it's' It's stop and go, stop and go, and yeah. he says, "Okay, fine, I'll, I'll I'll pay the bill." And then, and then three months later, you're back in the same conversation again, yeah. and she says, "What am I going to do?" They're about to turn it off again, yeah. and
2: we need and, heat for the winter, and,
3: and <laughs> yeah, and I think there's a whole, all kinds of 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 um, deacons and pastors and elders need wisdom, yeah. Uh, and what you're trying to do is you're trying to help people become the people God's made them to be, yeah. And what you don't want to do is do the thing that they need to do to become the people they need to be. Um, and um and so i mean if a church wants to have a garden and people know that they can come pick you know fruit and vegetables from the garden i mean i whatever i i don't yeah, think that's yeah. a huge deal but i do think that um this is something that people can't even imagine being the world we live in right now but remember the roman catholic church came from somewhere so did the so did our federal government right so so the, so and, you know? and, and, so what do you a, mean by that what i mean is when you say okay so leo the great Mm-hmm. Was one of the early bishops of Rome, mm-hmm. and in the face of invading barbarians, um, went out and negotiated a peace with Attila the Hun. Mm-hmm. Now, so bishop, pr- praise God for that. Yeah, yeah. and and I, and I think maybe there was an emergency situation. That oh, there was. saved yeah, yeah. a lot of lives. Yeah, but he comes walking back in. He knew what they start calling him: King, Papa, ah. Pope. Hmm. And you know, and in the moment I don't think there's probably anything particularly wrong with that. Yeah. But now you got a Pope. Yeah. Now it didn't happen overnight. Gregory the Great said any any pastor that calls himself the supreme pastor of the whole universal church is antichrist. Mm. Gregory the Great said that, who we now call Pope. pope. Wow. <laughs> um so um hmm. you know, but where'd that come from? Well, the civil government had completely collapsed collapsed. Yep. Wow. And what was the strongest thing in Rome? The church. The church. Yeah. And there may be emergency scenarios, but I think you got to recognize that the church saying, you know what, let's let I mean, in the face of behemoth, mm-hmm. you know, state, yeah. yeah, let's let's make a real souped up our own welfare program in the church where we've got tons of widows and orphans on our welfare program. That's right. I say that that has all the potential of, of you know you can't imagine it, and it wouldn't happen overnight. Mm-hmm. But that's going to create a bloated church yeah. because, it, it because that isn't the church's primary job.
4: Right. There is, and I, I speak of this from experience, inside of um, the black community I was in in Minneapolis, we had a huge education problem there and churches would have, um, would take money from the government so that they could do schools. Well, they weren't, the church itself wasn't the school, but they had a room downstairs. They were taking money from, they used that money for all kinds of different stuff and they did have it just sectioned off. And eventually that budget got bigger yep. and it took up more room yep. and guess what? They had a garden too. Yep. It was all sorts of great things. You know, the first thing that came to my mind, I, I still don't know why your answer the first time wasn't really great. And Rex, first of all, thank you for the, the question. Yeah. I think that's yeah. a good question. And I actually like these. I like this. This is great. But I, there's... It's, this is not just a directed at Rex, but I think the answer that you gave is not one that people like. It's not sexy. Um, let him who stole, still no more, but find work with his hands so he might be someone who gives to others. Mm-hmm. That's your practical yeah. tactic right there. That's it. Yeah. Go get a job, work, yeah. and uh, give.
3: Uh, we, I, we were also talking about, um, before the show about like um, he asked about homesteading. Right. <laughs> and, and, and and you had a. You, yeah. You, you,
4: you, I, I'm in the middle. So we w- in Minneapolis. I lived right behind Piper's Church in a little efficiency in Elliott Court Park. We were literally in one bedroom. It was like 300, three, 325 square feet with three of us. There was no yard. Yeah. Okay. There wasn't even a yard for the, the apartment company. It was all concrete. Where am I going to homestead at?
2: Yeah. Uh, get our homesteading. Yeah. Right in the inner city. Urban homesteading. Yeah. Home uh, uh, yeah <laughs> what
4: am I going to get? Like one carrot from, like, yeah. I put in the window? It's not going to We work. got our one chicken. You know, but but here's what was something that that was really motivating. I knew that there was work everywhere. I knew that there was work everywhere. I knew if we can put our hands to work anywhere that we would be paid for that work. And then here's something else, too. If the only jobs that are available are things like McDonald's or Burger King or whatever – Take them. Yeah. The, the point here is not getting, well, it doesn't pay me enough money. No, no, no. Do something. Yeah. Because what ends up happening, being that you're made in the image of God, you're like, this isn't enough. But is there anything here that I can learn, understand, or do that makes yeah. more money here where I'm at? And, man, I went from making $4.25 at Dairy Queen to pretty much running the store.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> you right. know, it, yeah. it
4: didn't take long. Because you right. showed up. I showed up. I was on time. I smiled. Yeah. And I actually yeah. made a good ice cream cone. Yeah. I, you remember,
3: know? I, I remember yeah. I worked fast food in college. And we had me and my buddy who worked at the same time, Christians, we were the ones telling our shift manager yep. um, what he needed to do. And we would be the ones coming to get him who was taking 30 minute smoke breaks in the back, you know, wow. Hey, Hey, um, That's we, right. we got to like, we were running,
0: we the were show. running the show. Yeah.
3: Um, and I think the thing is, is there, there's a, um, the thing about work is that it, and, and we talked, I mentioned this in the answer. Is it is it is directly tied to freedom, mm-hmm. and I think the thing mm-hmm. that maybe is sometimes hard to remember is, it, and I I think um I don't know if your name's really Rex, but we're just going to call you Rex. I got it, but uh, Mister Rex. Yeah. Um the uh the I think it's right that we want to help. It's good that we want to help. Um the thing that we have to recognize though is is that f- this the, the um the nature of freedom is is that you can't have a program for it. Mm. it, it it's it's as it's as diverse as human beings. Mm-hmm. But I think what you can do and, and is when the church is the church, it is primarily teaching. Yeah. That's it right. is primarily proclaiming. Discipling. It proclaims yeah. the gospel and it teaches everything that's in the Bible. And I don't, and I think the thing that we need to remember is when the church as the church does that, it is its most potent mm-hmm. and powerful. And makes a certain type of people. And it makes a certain kind of people. Now, and those people, lots of those people that are worshiping in your building on Sunday morning and taking the Lord's Supper and fellowshipping together are going to see ways that they are going to collaborate. And that's not just pats on the back and, you know, the Lord be with you and Mm -hmm. I'm praying. It's that, and there's going to be business deals Mm -hmm. and there's going to be, hey, you're looking for work. I've got some work that you can do at my house. I've got some work at my business. And sometimes it's you know it's going to include that, but right. I think we have to recognize that 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 free market, which is what the the free gospel creates, yeah. Yeah. is way better for the poorest of the poor right. than than any programs that we come up with, because those programs I think really do uh, end up uh, creating certain kind of cookie cutter um, ministries yeah. that then don't. Ma- I mean, there's always something that falls through the cracks, and then yeah. you don't end up treating people like human beings. Yeah. It's not an in- it's not an individual working with an individual, yeah. and the unique things they need. You just follow the program. Right. Well,
2: yeah, and then the program just. It yeah. eventually exists because it needs to exist to yeah. continue to exist. And then you need a staff and you need a budget and all yeah. the rest.
3: Public yeah. houses or pubs are not just places to drink beer, wine, cider, or even something a little stronger. It's also a unique social center. Very often the focus of community life in villages, towns, and cities throughout the length and breadth, also the breadth of the world. Mm-hmm. We here at CrossPolitic hope to emulate that for you and yours. That's why you should grab yourself a pub membership at fightlaughfeast.com. We try regularly after each show to do a backstage, and that's how you get access to the backstage content is through a pub membership. And frankly, we need you on this ride with us. So pull up a chair, grab a pint, join us on this ride at fightlaughfeast.com. Join the pub at fightlaughfeast.com. All right, if you're single, get married. If you're married, have you some kids. And if you have kids, go baptize
4: them. Until tomorrow, love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Love your neighbor as yourself. Go fight laugh, and feast. This is CrossPolitan.
1: It is the duty of the free man to resist tyranny at every turn. Every man will either watch his freedom stripped away or take action to protect what he loves. Introducing the A3, the newest revolutionary body armor from Armored Republic. The A3 is the new standard for lightweight multi-hit body armor. A3 plates are incredibly light at 4.6 pounds. The patented design captures fragmentation while remaining multi-hit capable. The A3 will stop up to M80 ball, yet comes in at only 0.7 inches thick. The A3 is the thinnest NIJ.06 compliant or certified composite standalone plate that includes the drop test. The A3 is the first of its kind, patent pending. Combines an alloy strike face with polyethylene backing, revolutionizing body armor technology by providing strength and durability while remaining sleek and maneuverable. The A3 is the new standard in lightweight body armor. The fight against tyranny just got stronger.